Support for this episode's serious business debate comes from Salesforce. Salesforce helps small businesses like yours discover how to grow faster than ever before. By managing your sales, marketing, and customer service all in one place, your small businesses can succeed at every step. To see how Salesforce can work for you, go to salesforce.com slash smallbiz. So welcome to the second edition of Serious Business, an Inc. Uncensored segment where we debate the most pressing issues of the business world and politics. Today, we are thrilled to be joined by Felix Salmon, Senior Editor at Fusion. He and James Ledbetter, the editor of Inc. and Inc.com, will be debating small businesses are so important to the U.S. economy that they deserve special treatment under the law. Ledbetter will take the pro, Salmon will take the con, and Felix Salmon, we are eager to hear your con side of the revolution. One minute opening statement, go. The idea that the law has any interest or should be placing its fingers on a scale so that certain rich people, and let's be, you know, honest about this, small businesses owners are richer than most Americans, get an unfair advantage and get like cash from the government or tax breaks or anything like that is completely insane. Like there are lots of very worthy causes in America. We don't use the law to support those causes. But even if we did, there are many, many more worthy causes than a bunch of rich entrepreneurs. We will ask you about those in a follow up. Jim, one minute opening statement. One of the lessons we learned after the Great Recession is that economic growth doesn't mean very much if the American economy isn't creating jobs. And creating jobs within the United States is a task that corporate America has largely abandoned. And that is why America needs its small businesses. They are the most powerful engine of growth in our economy. Since the last recession, small businesses accounted for two-thirds of all net new jobs. During that same period, corporate America has been focused on cost-cutting and outsourcing and often enjoying generous tax breaks to do so. The federal government spends money on an almost inconceivable number of programs from arcane science research projects to military marching bands. I'm a believer in a strong federal government, but it seems obvious to me that the best place to invest government resources is in the area that is proven to help our economy, and that is in supporting America's small businesses. Uh, Felix, you have two minutes to interrogate Jim on his proposition. Uh, okay, so Jim, first of all, you know that this net new jobs thing is complete bullshit, right? How? Because the American economy creates and destroys millions of jobs every month. Absolutely. And when you're um, when you're talking about net jobs, you're talking about the difference between two very large numbers. And there are just as many jobs destroyed by small businesses as there are jobs created by new businesses. If, if that were true, there would be no net. There is, in fact, a net, at least in in most good years, there is a net created of jobs, right? Otherwise, the number of jobs would stay the same. Uh, and and the, the bulk of those, especially since the Great Recession, have been created by small businesses. Because what that's, that's what happens is that the growing businesses get bigger and it's a lot easier to grow if you're small than if you're big and then you become a big business. This is... And you're no longer tracked as a small business, correct. So what exactly... You, do you have any particular tax break or corporate welfare giveaway in mind here that you think that taxpayers such as myself should be throwing at the bunch of rich entrepreneurs? I have quite a few. Uh, yes, I, I think that um, the, the, uh, there, are, there are a few things. One, um, I, I think that the United States could put 
uh, a great deal more into small business administration loans. They could be cheaper to get, easier to get, and there could be more of them. Um, I think that we should consider, as many municipalities have, uh, a relaxation of regulation on businesses that have been around for fewer than five years. Um, I've got a, a whole a whole list of oh, proposals. Oh, okay. So I've been around. I'm a small business owner, and I, I have a family business which has been around for like four generations. And you're like, oh, no, yeah, you have to comply with all the regulations. But your competitor who's just opened up next door to you, he gets all of the regulations relaxed. Quick response from Jim on that. Then we need to move on. Uh, let's let's be clear what we're talking about here in terms of regulations. This would not apply to any regulations that actually affect health, safety, uh, or 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 the workplace, right? I'm not talking about being able to discriminate about who you hire, but the the more onerous parts of uh, of business regulation, yeah, I think you could have a kind of ease in um, based on the the newness of the industry. Absolutely, uh, Jim. Uh, Felix, one of your arguments rests on the idea that the law has no position uh, or no, no, no kind of role or should have no role in distinguishing between small businesses and large businesses. But the reality is the American government subsidizes big businesses in a lot of ways. Is your position that it should do neither? Is it realistic to think the government can simply extricate itself from the marketplace? Is it realistic to believe that any law which you – want to promulgate here is not going to get gamed by individuals. The problem with what you want is that small businesses aren't just small versions of big businesses. They're Mm -hmm. often family affairs. They're small businesses in many ways closer to an individual than to a big business. Agreed. And so the result of doing anything which is favorable to small businesses and in you know tax law and stuff like that is that every single rich person suddenly becomes a small business and starts claiming this tax break this is already the case so there are a lot of billionaires who are you know kind of s corporations on the side right exactly and then so all you're doing is you're making it much easier for a bunch of you know so-called small businesses to pop up for tax purposes, there's no particular reason to believe that this is going to help actual small businesses. And there's also no particular reason to believe that actual small businesses are in dire need of government help compared to like normal people who aren't entrepreneurs who just are struggling to get by. I think there are reasons to, to, to believe that, but I'm interrogating you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but again, what would you do about the existing forms of subsidies um, that are all over the place? So, for example – Oh, I'm happily getting rid of those, yeah. I mean there, are, there, there was a study showing that something like $68 billion in grants and special tax credits uh, have been doled out by the government in the last 15 years. Six companies receiving a billion dollars or more. I mean – So if, I, if the – Quick if response the, on this yeah, and we'll so, move on. If the case was um, large companies should not get special tax breaks, I would be all in favor of that as well. Neither large companies nor small companies should be getting special tax breaks. We're going to stop right there. Um, Jim, it's now uh, the turn of the moderator and the panel to uh, ask you a few questions. Please. So um, you uh, identified some um, statistics about uh, job growth. Um, but there have been other studies, most notably by Moretti in his 2012 book, the name of which I can't remember, that suggests that the real growth comes not from the large companies but from their ecosystems. This is, you know, Apple has X thousand jobs. There's all things around that. Your argument doesn't take that into account at all. That strikes me as being incredibly short-sighted. 
it's it, it's possible that the growth from small businesses is is really more precisely understood as growth from new businesses, and this is sort of one of the points that Felix was trying to make. Um, but nonetheless, I, I'd be I'd be willing to. Uh, to adjust the argument to to include any place that is generating jobs. The simplest way to think about that is in terms of small businesses. Th- that's From, correct. But I'm arguing okay, that so, you're, so, you're, so, you're – well, uh, let me It's jump, our turn. Let me, let me, no, let no, me no, 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 no. I'm going to jump in. No, 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 because we're going to say the same thing. Okay. Um, if the argument is for job generation, then, you, then you're ignoring an entire segment of the, of, the, of, of the equation. You're just saying like, but it's going to be small businesses anyway. Well, but that's where it is, right? I mean for – Why? For, for, for the, uh, why is a is If a we of, look at the ecosystem, that, that doesn't get us to the Jim, why. Jim, if you look at the – if you look at the Apple App Store, if you look at the App Store and you get a you know a, a thousand small businesses making apps, you can say they're creating jobs, or you can say that Apple is creating those jobs. No, you could sure. You could also say that Apple itself is the result of of you know hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars in subsidies. That you can cut off the hermeneutic circle wherever you like, it doesn't change the fact that the companies that are generating the jobs, by and large, net new jobs, are in fact small businesses. They may or may not be the result of of ecosystems, but from a tax point of view, you ought to be able to square that circle. Uh, fine, we'll move on from that. Um, you mentioned as one argument that, like, you know, that the government subsidizes military marching bands. Do you really want to make an argument? It actually funds them. Oh, so it funds them. Do you really want to make an argument that because government does this stupid thing, they should perhaps do this stupid thing, which is giving uh, I, incentives to small I businesses? Would, I would make an argument that we need a more rational approach to where our government subsidies go. Oh, stop that, being so reasonable, for God's sake! And that, and that, if we if we actually assessed it on the basis of of what is economically productive. Our tax code and our spending would look a lot different than they do, and I don't think that's an unreasonable position. Yeah, we prefer unreasonable positions. All right, Felix, it's your turn. Um, I, I, so, am, I apologize in advance for not talking about hermeneutic circles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> actually, you, you, might, accepted. you might get some credits for not talking about um, you know hermeneutic circles. So, Felix, you you identified a very good point, which says that tax laws are essentially gamed, and they're gamed quite easily. But when you get right down to it, you know. Laws are imperfect. You know, a law against murder does not stop all murder. However, it discourages a lot of murder. You know, like, why shouldn't there be some kind of incentives towards business formation in small businesses? We have a ton of incentives for business formation. The point being that we don't care whether you start a small business or a large business. If you decide that you want to start a business by raising $10 million in venture capital and going out and employing a bunch of people— we love that too. Like the idea that we should put our hands on the scale and say, oh, well, that's a big business. We don't want that. That's insane. So what is the policy? I mean, Jim was pressing you on this too, but what is the policy you're advocating here? I mean, like, like I mean, there, there is a government, there is a taxation system. These are powerful things that we can use in one direction or another. What should be done to spur growth? One, one obvious thing which people have proposed is just look at your headcount at the end of the year. And if your headcount has gone up over the course of the year, then you get a tax break. You know, that's something which can apply equally to big businesses, small businesses, and everyone, and I would be in favor of that. So that you, you basically want to incentivize hiring. You know, yeah, and if, be, what and you want, if what you want to do is incentivize job growth, you can incentivize job growth without fetishizing small business. What do you have against small business? All big businesses were small <laughs> at some point, for God's sake. Uh, no, I'm actually serious here. What I have against small business is that all too often it is a political euphemism for rich people. That was fairly elegant. You got 10 seconds left, but I don't think you should go on from there. <laughs> you shouldn't use um, them. <laughs> we now have time for the closing statements. And for the first closing statement, we're going to go to you, Jim. 
Look, I'm not arguing that the federal government should just hand cash to all small businesses or to rich people with no questions asked. Damn. Uh, but nonetheless, the government is in a position to do more for small businesses than it currently does. As I said, it could double the amount it makes available for SBA loans, for example, and make those loans cheaper, faster, and easier to obtain. It can lower the effective tax rates on small businesses, particularly S corporations and partnerships, which is a way of distinguishing them from big businesses, not necessarily perfect, but it could be policed better than it is. Uh, the federal government can work with states to create incubators and accelerators that will lead to more small businesses and jobs. If the federal government can hand over a billion dollars each to Boeing and Royal Dutch Shell, surely it can find ways to support the small businesses that are actually hiring Americans. Unbelievable. Just over one minute, not even 101. Felix, your closing statement, please. Okay, if the best you can do is say that, like, well, if we're giving a billion dollars to Boeing, we should give a billion dollars to other people. No, we should not be giving a billion dollars to Boeing. We should be supporting the neediest members of society. Yes, we should support small businesses. We should support, like, old people, young people, poor people, brown people, immigrants. Everyone deserves money. But the idea that you can just carve out these special cases and not have these things gamed is insane, especially when you're talking about small businesses, which are much richer people in general than the population as a whole. Rich people don't need tax breaks. Poor people need money more than rich people do. Uh, thank you both very much. We had Felix Salmon the, uh, as a guest on this one, the senior editor of Fusion. Thank you very much. And, of course, Jim Ledbetter, the editor of Inc. and Inc.com. Thank you very much. Listeners, we would love to hear what do you think. Tell us who you thought won. Send us feedback at uncensored at Inc.com. I am told that last week, the uh, inaugural run of Serious Business, the winner was chosen to be some guy named John Fine. That's who correct. Who is speaking right now. Unanimous it was, from, it was, from readers. It was apparently uh, unanimous and, from readers. And I should add that the uh, the opinions and analysis expressed in this segment are not necessarily the views of either Inc. <laughs> or Salesforce or, in fact, the people who made the arguments. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they were for a couple of shining moments. They were. One thing every small business can agree on is that growth is a top priority. The best way to help your small business grow is with Salesforce, the world's number one CRM company. Visit salesforce.com slash small biz to put Salesforce to work for you.